Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 149 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Wade Burton to discuss the effects of The Mandalorian's season 2 finale, The Rescue. Say hello to my little friend! Leading up to this, Wade, um, have you been a fan? Have you enjoyed season two of The Mandalorian? I thought season one was fantastic, and I would say season two was better. I think it was it, it, it took all the potential from the first series, and um, yeah, really, really ran with it. Um, you know, what's the the so, soft sophomore slump? I think that's the American term. You know, the, the and so mm-hmm. often a, a sequel or the second series or something can disappoint, but it, in no way did 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 this one no. How about no, you? How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, no, likewise. Yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable, and it's been great to look forward to something brand new Star Warsy every Friday. You know, it's and, been the only uh, thing I've watched regularly on television. I would say in the last seven years, also. yeah, like that. I've actually I, tuned in and you know regularly, and just it's worked like clockwork. It's just been part of my routine. I, I really miss it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a TV watcher, and and the TV shows I do watch, I tend to have bought them on DVD, yeah, you know, and, and watch them like that. So to actually watch something the same time that everybody else does is, is incredibly rare for me. Yeah. Um, and and, and whole, thoroughly worthwhile. And that whole, um, you know, the, the group experience. It's not the same. You know, it's, it's not. It's not quite the same. Maybe as the old days when you go into school up the day after, you know, some being on TV, but you know, but that shared experience when it comes out, and it, it is kind of hilarious how like. The internet as a whole just decided that you can spoil this as soon as you want to like <laughs> and that's part of the reason why i watch it straight away not that you know i'm online 24 7 but it's like i'm just going to watch it and then you know as soon as it comes out and then i can't get spoiled but um it's just nice having that shared experience and every week seeing the new memes coming out and to people talking about it and yeah it's great yeah i take it you're at the head of the queue aren't you because you're nine hours ahead yeah. of the uk and we get it before America. So yeah. I guess Australia is one of the very first countries to see a brand new episode. So yeah. you're perfectly placed to not be out, spoiled. It works out so nicely. So it basically drops on a Friday night around, I think it's around about 7pm. And just the way, and we've not even spoken about this or arranged it, but the way me and my wife are sharing, um, Judy's putting our toddler down at night. We both take turns doing it. And it just turns out every Friday night, I, I do his bath and she puts him down. So I put do his bath, come back out, sit down, crack a beer, watch Mandalorian. It, it's uh, been it's been a delight. That is perfect. I mean, here here in the UK, it's eight in the morning. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, that's nice to uh, watch it over breakfast. Oh, you can, you and, can get, um, get a bowl of Weetabix and uh... yeah, Cheerios, maybe maybe some Sultana <laughs> bran. Um, come on, you're, winner, you're, you're 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 into the bourbon by seven a.m. We are not <laughs> I've been rumbled. You've got a, um, you've got a problem, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think for Australia, for the UK, you know, for Europe, that's good because you can watch it. If you do watch it, you know, as it's transmitted, there's no chance of you uh, uh, having anything spoilt. 
Um, and then you can go away and you can do your stuff and then, yeah, come back and everyone spoil the heck out of it. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping our um, you know American listener manages to watch things without too much being given away. Um, we have to say before we get into this that this is massively spoiler heavy, isn't it? We're not holding back on anything. <laughs> we're, we're totally working on the assumption you've seen the episode that we're going to be talking about. All yeah, right? uh, and if you uh, haven't... And I'm, I'm not. What's what's going to be the episode title? I mean, you could spoil it in the title. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, um, the uh, the story where the title was the tragedy. I remember watching that. It's like, oh no. <laughs> do, do you remember the um, the soundtrack for the Phantom Menace? And it was bizarre that the book came out weeks before the movie did. And I remember, yeah. I remember sort of picking it up, going, "Oh my god!" And so flicking through, I go, "Oh my!" And it was, you know, it was quite entranced by, and having to like, no, no, stop, put it down, put it down. And then picking up the CD and flipping around the back and like seeing like a track and they called, uh, what was it called? The Death of Qui-Gon Jinn or Qui-Gon something Qui-Gon like. Jinn, oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah, but I'm, I'm used to this because, you know, when the first, you know, the first three Star Wars films out came out, the UK got it long after America, but all the merchandise was out before oh, yeah. the film. So I had read the novel. I had read the Marvel Comics adaptation. So I had already been spoiled because I couldn't hang on. You know, there's Star Wars product out there. I have to read it, you know. So I'm kind of used to that. But I tell you what, it was really good. And especially on the story that we're going to talk about today, you know, the finale is that, you know, in this world where things can be spoiled and leaked and stuff like that, to actually watch a brand new Star Wars piece of entertainment and you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. This episode, I was literally on on the edge of my seat thinking, uh, 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 and and that is brilliant in this day and age that you can watch something and be thrilled and entertained and and try to anticipate in your mind what's going to happen what's going to happen all these fake reaction videos that you see on YouTube where mm. people are watching an episode or something that was me but for real you know <laughs> mate I, yeah. well, that, I think that just shows the power of uh, Disney lawyers I mean that you you sign a, an NDA with them you, you you're you're bound with it like so that's set in stone isn't it yeah. 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 And um, yeah, I must say, I mean, the testament to this uh, last episode is our son. Our son is back, you know, for Christmas from uni. And uh, um, traditionally, he doesn't wake up until about 11 or 12 in the morning. Um, and he actually set his alarm he, he, and sat down with me at eight in the morning. Uh, it, yeah, straight afterwards, he went back to bed. But he actually did watch it with me. So that oh, was nice. very nice. Oh, to, be, to be a uni student again. What a, what a time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the internet now as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so shall we start talking about it? I reckon, man. Are you a Jedi? I am. Come, little one. He doesn't want to go with you. He wants your permission. He is strong with the Force, but talent without training is nothing. I will give my life to protect the child, but he will not be safe until he masters his abilities. All right, okay, so, yep, there I am. I'm sat down there with my son. You're sat down, you know, you've just put your son to bed and everything. We we, we get the recap of previously on The Mandalorian, and, uh, yeah, I, I did have quite an intake of breath through that new opening logo thing where you see all the different heads and stuff because yeah. it's like, we're in, and boy are we in because we have a Lambda-class shuttle <laughs> turn up. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, it was really nice. It was really nice, the... Uh... 
the <laughs> the two posts on there were, were actually really good. I like the, uh, the 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 difference between them. The uh, the the coward and the uh, the the, the mustache twirling villain. Do you know what? When he's got the old gun up to Doctor Pershing's head and he's like baiting old yeah. uh, Carla, whatever. Um, he is channeling Heath Ledger's Joker like yeah, mad. I thought he really was. He really was. But to have that coming along, being shot at by Slave One. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, that's what we wanted when we had our, you know, action figures and our toy Slave One and stuff like that. That's the sort of thing you'd do as you're swirling them around in the air, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, speaking of action figures, we'll probably talk about it later. But there's a big, there's been so many shout outs to the old original Kenner vintage uh, Star Wars figures mm-hmm. through this, and the the uh, after credits scene had a massive one where the uh, oh yes the, the, the character there is holding a, 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 an accessory from the Kenner line. It's it's, it's, it's very for for forty five year old men like me, it's a uh, oh, it's very nice. But that that's what, you know, Favreau and Filoni and all those guys, they're all Star Wars fans. Yeah. They all grew up with it. They had the action figures. We're going to have Bib Fortuna. Let's give him the stuff that I had when I was a little kid, you know? You know? And that's brilliant. You know, the, oh, yeah, the Tuscan Raiders, they have a gaffy stick. What is the function of a gaffy stick? It's a toothpick for a banther, <laughs> you know? Or, or, I, I, or, or, I love or, it all. Something to club Stormtrooper heads with. That's, uh, that's yes. so quite nice. And you know, you, you know what a, it's a slight tangent, you know what a gaffy stick is originally? It's a Fijian that... war club. And you, yes. saw, you saw exactly, like, you know, and, um, you know, uh, Tamora Morrison, he was really channeling his, uh, you know, his Polynesian heritage there. Not that I don't think Fijians are Polynesian, but. Uh, you know, you get what I mean. But you know, he was he was showing that you know this is what these things are actually designed for is for cracking skulls and like it was yeah, quite terrifying. Yeah. I've I've been up and close and personal with one of them because uh, my son yeah. when he was uh, uh, what thirteen fourteen he wanted to be a Tuscan Raider and uh, you know when you're in the five hundred first you have all sorts of contacts and information and yeah I, I had a solid resin cast head to one of them. Oh. Uh, a, an actual one and it weighed a bloody ton and i had yep. to like drill and attach it to a wooden staff for him but yeah they yeah you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of one of no, them hell no. mm. but yeah so well, yeah i mean the, the yeah the, the people are making this are, are huge fans and no and, and they get it I, and i know i know jj abrams abrams is a fan of star wars i get all that i think the movies put themselves i don't know they got themselves all twisted up and went about it all wrong and it, it's such a pity because I, I think i think he's quite capable of making a really great star wars movie but he hasn't and you know but luckily we've got the mandalorian that's uh, carrying the torch and i think i mean most people are far more excited about the new you know tv series and ongoing mandalorian than you know future potential movies i think i think all this you know is is giving us great hope for the upcoming projects and everything i mean if it, if it sustains this sort of quality and this amount of you know respect for what's happened before and building on top of that without it being silly uh, and stuff yeah yeah you know it, it does give you a great deal of confidence doesn't it well, well when there's when there's a what about uh, approximately 47 new tv series at least one of them one of them should be good <laughs> <laughs> hopefully all right so yeah you've got slave one and he's chasing this lambda class shuttle um I like the fact that we we dropped into it because, you know, the last episode, it was just basically Mando saying to Gideon, I'm coming for you. Um, we never find out how they track down Pershing on this shuttle or anything like that. And you don't need to. You yeah, know, this is very, it, it's very economic storytelling, isn't it? 
It'd be quite easy. They just have to go around asking everyone, have you seen the one man in the Star Wars universe who wears glasses? That's, yes, that's there is that, yes. <laughs> All right, and we also learn here that uh, Slave One has got ion cannons as well as regular guns because um, um, that's what they zap the shuttle yeah. with. And, and they, they seem so surprised. Like, We've been shot by, by ion cannon. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's a bit of a... A bigger weapon that's not normally on the smaller ship, but they, they seem a bit like what? I, I'm, I'm thinking it's old technology because you know um, you never see a star destroyer using these to in, incapacitate anything. You, you see the rebels; they got the bloody great yeah. ball on Hoth, oh yeah, um, and shooting it. Um, maybe it's old technology which is superseded, and because it's old technology, you've got no real uh, you know defense against it. Maybe that's what true, it is. True. Um, we don't know the history of the slave one, do we? It could be an ancient ship well, i'm sure there's three pages on uh, wikipedia that'll fill us in but i'm, not going I'm that, sure that I, I don't have that time i don't have the time <laughs> um but we do have this fabulous shot of slave one coming up in front of the cockpit yeah filling yeah. the cockpit screen because the slave one is actually a, a a huge ship um um we don't really get to see an awful you a lot a lot to give it scale, I mean, you see them coming down the ramp at the back from time to time. But actually, if you put Slave One alongside, say, an X-wing, it's it's massive. Yeah. I, I mean, I've I've got a Slave One. I've got the Fine Molds kit, which one is one seventy second scale. And if you put that alongside my one seventy second scale X-wing, or even my Millennium Falcon, I mean, lengthwise, it's pretty much as long as the Millennium Falcon. I'll take a photo of all three of those and I'll put it on Facebook to yeah. um, prove my point. But uh, I do wonder how on earth they dock with this shuttle. <laughs> well, they, they they wisely don't show that uh <laughs> that 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 uh, you know that maneuver. Maybe 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 there's some sort of standard universal docking tube connector, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In this and day and age, where they... you can't even use the same, we can't even use the same power adapter on on half our phones, like you know. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, yeah, they do board. They get on board. And, yeah, we've got Heath Ledger's Joker basically there <laughs> holding and, Pershing at gunpoint. And, you know, he says a line. He says a line. And I've I, I watched it again today, but I didn't still didn't quite pick up how he is kind of phrasing it. But he basically tells, tells uh, uh, Carad, Caradoom. Gosh, I'm, I'm still pretty um, shonky on my new Star Wars names. It, it's um, not that memorable a name, that one, I, is I, it? I, I keep getting it wrong. I never call Jinjarin his name is always Mando to me. Um, yeah. But he, he says he, he saw Alderaan blow up. So and I was looking at how young he looks about 22, 23. Mm -hmm. And then he's, so this is five years after the turn Jedi return the Jedi. Is that about five years after a new hope? It's about three or four, isn't it? Three so it's about four. eight okay. years before all this, so, isn't so it? Was he serving on the original Death Star as, as, a, as an intern or something and somehow got he off? He could have been or a cadet or something, couldn't he? Or did it? Did it's just something like the Imperials just watched that footage later on and like you know, maybe that's they could have live streamed to. it. Yeah, they could have just like live that. streamed it. But it's propaganda, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it's propaganda. They, you know, here's a strike against those rebel scum. You know, it's kind of weird. Watch propaganda. it live at eight o'clock. It's kind of weird propaganda. Watch us blow up a defenseless planet that does nothing back. <laughs> How brave yeah. are we? Yeah, but, yeah, but he, this uh, is a nice scene. This is a I, I really do like this scene because again, in in a couple of little lines, you're given so much back history. You're not being bludgeoned yeah. over the head with it like a gaffy stick, are you? And, and you're getting an insight into like you know you're like why is the empire still around? Like guys like this, like you know the you know I don't want to dip into real world too much, but it's like after you know 
a certain election in a certain uh, North American country, there'll be diehards who will go on and won't, 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 won't admit it. It'll go on and no. be fanatical like this. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it definitely gives a good insight into like the motivation behind these people. Indeed. Yes. I do like his blaster. Can I point out the blaster that he's got? That, that's been resurrected that's from the very first Star Wars one because that's old um, Dr. Everzan's or Ponda Barber. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah it's, it, yeah, you see it when it's, um, you know, when, uh, Obi-Wan cuts the guy's yeah. arm off and, and you see it on the floor. They've resurrected it for that. It's some sort of, I think it's Swedish. It's a Swedish submachine gun, which mm-hmm. uh, Roger Christian adapted for the first one. And again, you know, they're, they're fans of the original. They bring it forward. Um, I, I didn't recognize it, but yeah, good, good spot. I want to make one because um, I've always wanted to make that version because I've got Roger Christian did exactly the same thing, or there's talk that they all they did was resurrect the original Star Wars prop uh, for Alien. In Alien, um, you see it in publicity photos, but there is a pistol on the Nostromo, and there's speculation that that is the actual blaster that they used, you know, in the Mos Eisley cantina scene. Nice. Uh, Roger went back to it and, and stuck another telescope on it. Yeah. Um, so I've got one of them. But I'd like another one so I can do a compare and contrast. But since Mandalorian's come out, all, you know, uh, resin cast of these, you can't get them anymore because everyone's bought them, you know. Hmm. All right. So from that bit, we've got a very J.J. Abrams Star Trek uh, shot of Slave One going over this planet that's all, um, you know, got factories everywhere. That's a very J.J. Abrams shot, this very wide panoramic Shot. It looks great. I love it. My first thought when I saw those uh, those uh, smokestacks, I didn't know whether it was um, uh, what's it called um, Geonosis being rehabilitated. But that was my first thought because remember Geonosis when they landed in yeah. um, Attack of the Clones, they had all the the big holes. The, like it obviously it wasn't when they landed, but that was my first thought. It was like, oh, is this Geonosis that's been I don't know terraformed or something? I like the idea that you know they've gone to the trouble of you know creating these factories that are way off in the distance. That's not relevant. That it's not relevant to the story no, at flavor. all, is it? But they, yeah, it is. It is pure flavour. You know, it's something a, a little bit different. Um, they're just there to go to this bar, which is there, um, filled with some aliens. What do you think of the aliens here? It's nice to see some of the uh, yeah, traditional yeah. ones occurring yeah. again. I was watching again today, and I was trying to spot. A few, I'm trying to remember the name of the guys with those kind of spidery-looking eyes. Are they? Are they, are they was they, There's two kinds of aquilish. There's some aquilish in there. The kind of spidery-looking ones, and some greedos. Yep. Yeah, yellow. There's a yellow one in there, isn't there? Yeah, they pop up a little bit. It's a little short view hmm. there. Don't know who that is. Yeah, but again, it's it's all just kind of not thrown in your face. It's just kind of cool to try and freeze frame and see what you can spot. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm surprised Constable Zuvia didn't pop up. Maybe season three. Maybe season. <laughs> how did he not? How did he not get a series? Maybe he's going to be. Maybe one of these <laughs> enigmatic titles that they haven't, um, you know, explained what's going on. Maybe if you'd put, you know, Constable Zuzuvio, people go, "Oh dear." Maybe it words. is one of his stories. Mark my words, he'll be the next Wilro Hood. They'll be like people doing Constable Zuvio runs in ten years' time. Mark my words, you can write it down. Okay, all right. I better go to my Poundland shop and get the action figure <laughs> before they start going oh, back up in price. So then, yeah. Um, I've I've said before I love the uh, the Mando theme that the woodwind one. You know that just yeah. little woodwind one. And and 
<laughs> Thank you, Wade. And and we get it here, don't we, where we have the uh, Sergio Leone moment of uh, Mando and Boba Fett walking through the door together. I mean, how we could never have guessed this, you know, when we watched season one, that season two you would have Mando and Boba Fett teamed up together, that you would have so much Slave One action. Yeah. All through season one, it's like, oh, are we ever going to see Boba Fett? Are we ever going to see him? Well, he, he's like bloody co-star now in multiple episodes yeah no they, they they teed up you know so well and then by the end of the series you're like oh i could watch some more of him and like oh here you go here's the next one coming out in december he is really good i mean you know yeah. um um i i was worried when they they're going to bring him back so much it's like you know you know you've had in your head for decades literally who boba fett is what he looks like under the helmet how he acts out of the scenes that we see him in um and yeah, he is really good. There are moments in it where it's like, yeah, that's Boba Fett. Other times it's not so much, you know, it could be any Mandalorian standing next to him. But, you know, here where you've got the whole, um, you know, watch yourself princess and all like yeah. that, that's that's how Boba Fett should be. Uh, I mean, basically, oh, I know, seven times out of ten when I do watch the original trilogy, I do watch the uh, one of the despecialized versions. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I still have a bit of a problem with uh, uh, with the new voice, basically tomorrow yep. Morrison's voice. And I've got to say, this this uh, series has made me get over that. It really has. I listen to him now, and go, yep, no, he sounds like he's that, that's Bo- that's 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 Boba Fett as well. I I, I totally buy it now. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I like Bo Katan's line about you're a clone. I've heard your voice a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. Um, do you? Were you a, a viewer of the Rebels and the Clone Wars cartoons? No, no, and um, watching this this show has maybe I've caught up on all my uh, Clone Wars, and I'm, right. I'm starting to get into Rebels. Like, like, and, and, and I've only got I've basically just like right, what's the most relevant episodes? And I've just been you know skipping the the, right. the tough ones. So I haven't started Rebels, but I'm all caught up on my Clone Wars, and yeah, um, so I'm, I'm I'm down with Bo Katan and. So you know about how her sister, you know, got off with Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, she's quite versed in our Star Wars, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. 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 Can I just say and, as well, there's a slight tangent. <laughs> the, um, the episode when Darth Maul and his brother have the fight with the Emperor is, is one of the greatest Star Wars moments I've ever seen. That is phenomenal. Holy hell. And you're thinking, Mom, and this is in a kid's cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just watching this and catching my jaw down and going... Oh, I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phenomenal. No, 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 no. I, I, I do, and I, I'm sure you do as well. Wade, recommend you know, folks go and watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, you don't have to watch all of it. Um, but uh, also, Wade, yeah, watch Rebels. Rebels is yeah, great, yeah. especially yeah. your boy. You know, he's reaching the age now where he'll get into it, and especially yeah. at the beginning, it starts quite lightweight. But but towards the end, they start bringing in all these different threads from Clone Wars. And as we're getting nearer to, you know, the timeline converging with A New Hope, you're getting more and more references towards the end, you know. And um, I don't know if I should say it, or is that going to be a spoiler? No, 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 at at the end of Rebels, right, the the, the story ends, and then you have a flash forward to um, um, Ahsoka. She's going to go off and, and try and find one of the characters from Rebels with a character called Sabine Wren, who is a Mandalorian. Yep. Okay, she's she's the teenage girl that's always got the uh, customised Mando armour and got 
purple or blue hair, you know. And they go off in Ahsoka's red and white spaceship looking for, you know, uh, this other character, okay. Um, and I've seen that um, people are speculating that when you see that thing in the Rebels cartoon, that is concurrent with the Mandalorian timeline because... The, um, this kid who's they're trying to search for has been kidnapped by General Thrawn, mm-hmm. okay, who the live-action Ahsoka is after. So they're saying, ah, yeah. oh, these things are happening at exam- exactly the same time. So yeah. it's kind of like setting up. I wouldn't be surprised if Season 3 you do see Sabine Wren um, in there, and they're going to merge all these different sure. you know, shows all together and films all together. And, and that would be fabulous to see them do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've so proven how successfully they can do it, and yeah, it's great. And all the while, you got Filoni doing it. You know, I mean, he created an awful lot of these characters. He knows what he's doing. You know, I've got total faith in him. Total. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Doctor Pershing with his burnt ear. I like that attention to detail. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's he's had his ear singed. Is he um, slightly, slightly like he's just he's just something slightly hopeless about him and I don't know he's, he's kind of funny I don't mind him but he's just a bit I don't know caught it out of so you know he's obviously a guy who's like he's such a dweeb he's so obviously he like fascinated by the science of it and to, to the point that he's been a bit let aside but he's not a bad guy but yeah he's obviously followed his uh you know love of science to a bad end yes yes that's nicely put why they're wade yeah um, he he's there. He's spilling his be- <laughs> his beans, isn't he? You know, because uh, you know he don't care. So he tells them all about our. Yeah, the, the, That's it. The the dark troopers are now all robot. They've they've eliminated the one bit that was unreliable, which is the human element. So yeah. so they're just droids now. And this is of course this is what you got in the uh, in the prequels when you got Attack of the Clones. You have a droid army. That means you can slaughter as many of them as you like, and you don't have to worry about the ethics. And I'm sure that's what they've done that deliberately here. So at the end, when yeah, they get slaughtered sure. and cut apart, if there was a human element in there, it's like, yeah. he's committing mass murder. But no, <laughs> they're just droids, so it doesn't matter. No, they just let Anakin do that. They just let him slaughter infants. Yes, yes. All right, so um, we've got Slave One and the shuttle together in hyperspace. Is this the first time we've ever seen two ships yep. together? Definitely. It is. Because I can't remember ever. It's just a. It's usually one ship by itself going through the tunnel, isn't it? And, and like, and slightly too close. Like, I mean, I'm no scientist, but you know what I know about orbital mechanics and you know momentum. Like, <laughs> it Star Wars in no way pays any attention to real physics, but it's just like, man, couldn't you move back? You know. Yeah, but this is Bobber Fair. This is Bobber, isn't it? And and you know, this is cool Bobber. And I do again, I do like it some of the lines they give yeah. they give oh, to yeah. him that, that you know, power up those shields, princess, you know <laughs> is a good line. And it's fabulous. You know, they come out of hyperspace and immediately Slave One is already firing, isn't he? Yep. So, and I think you know the Boba Fett we're seeing now is fulfilling all this, as I say, potential. Uh, you know, because he was a wasted character, but they're making up for it now. I mean, I guess um, they tried to. I mean, I guess Attack of the Clones, in some ways, was trying to you know present Boba Fett, Jango Fett, in you know, uh, like a look, look how cool this guy is, light. But that movie overall is a bit of a basically it's my second least favorite Star Wars movie. Mm. Um, 
And but you did get the, the one of the highlights was the uh, Obi uh, Django space fight. I didn't like their grand battle. I thought that was pure rubbish. But the the space fight was great. And I'm, I like when mm. they brought the uh, the Sonic uh, mind back. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, that's so a nice nod as well. The big yeah. chong. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, they, they they come out. They're right by his light cruiser, Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Uh, this is a bit that I'm a bit disappointed in. Is Moff Gideon, when we've seen him before, he's always one step ahead. He's he's almost like a Hannibal Lecter. He's incredibly intelligent and he's anticipated everything. But here, you know, it's obviously... I mean, he's been forewarned the Mandalorian is coming. And then this is obviously a setup, far mm. too convenient. And sure. he, he, he dithers a bit before, you know, ordering the Dark Troopers to power up and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like he definitely quest- strikes me as the kind of guy who's so ruthless. Like w- when he says, "Like don't let that shuttle in," like that he would have blown it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he sort of like just stands back in this story to begin with. But um, do you know, Wade? Why is he trying to dress like Darth Vader? <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, yeah, it's. it's a, do you think power has gone to his head, and it's like you know, I am going to be because he, he he's. Moff Gideon, isn't yeah, he? He's, he's not, not a Grand, grand Moff. Not a grand Moff. Yeah. Peter Cushing never felt the need to uh, wear a cape and a bit of body armour, you know? So I don't know what he's up to. Maybe it's because he's got the dark sabre. This has gone to his head a bit, you know? I'm going to be like that Vader chap sort of thing. Yeah, has he... I've done a lot. I'm sure they haven't spoken too much about the third season yet, but like, is he definitely confirmed for it? Because he's basically taken prisoner here. Like, a... Yep, yep. I mean... And maybe Pershing will come back. We never see oh. what happens to Pershing. Do you think they chucked him out the airlock once they got oh, all the information I mean, that they needed? He comes back, but I, oh man, I do really want my uh, my, my German favourite to come back. But oh, I, I hope he's still alive. I don't, I doubt it. But yeah, he was one of the highlights for me. You know, <laughs> I mean, of, yeah. of season one. You know, he he nailed it. That's exactly how you should be. You know, as a villain in this. You know. Yeah. Um, I thought he's better. Vill- I thought he's better villain than 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 Gideon, to be honest. Oh yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I, I just like to uh, mention full props to the guy on the um, the the episode that had been before or the one before that. You know, the Imperial officer with the Southern accent. I thought oh, he, yeah. was he was brilliant as good. well. He was so creepy. No, no, no. He was his. If he had a, a, you know, he made a top ten of like you know, slime bag uh, Imperial officers. He's he, he's straight in there. He was brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I did not know. I mean, I saw a lot of criticism. It's like, oh, they should all be British. You know, the Imperial officers should all be British. Why has he got a southern accent? Yeah. I, I I love the fact that he's from Wales. <laughs> he's not southern, but like for that. some reason... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would have worked if he had, had a Welsh accent. I mean, uh, yes, British accent. You have a, you know, a Christopher <laughs> Lee, a Peter Cushing. Yeah. You've lived for, uh, some time in Britain, uh, yeah. Wade. Um, no, I don't think a Welsh accent would have worked somewhat. Uh, Far too friendly. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm not going to give it a go. I, I nearly did, but you know, no, 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 no. I don't do accents. I'll tr- just ruin I it. Do, yeah. I was trying to do something about I don't know, the, 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 <laughs> I don't know something about valleys, etc., etc. Yeah, no, no. no let's like, move on from on. that. No, no. Stereotype uh, alert. Um, so we see the Tie Fighters launch. I'm guessing that's a complete nod to Katie Sackoff that they launch like the Vipers did in Battlestar Galactica. You oh, know, no, down a like, tube I, that all lights up. I've never watched the the modern battle side. It's been sitting on my computer for like fifteen years. Like I'm going to get around to it sooner or later. And people, you know, lots of people who you know know my taste say you'll love it. And I just never got around to it. But yeah, that that makes sense. I remember that from the original series, like how they launched them. So 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Galactica reboot was very much like what they're doing here. They're respectful to what came before and they that they, they redesign things and they, you know, update things, but they stay true to, you know, the core element and yeah, the the launching of the Vipers in the reboot is pretty much exactly like it was in the original and here we've got TIE Fighters doing it as well. So that's too much of a coincidence. I'm sure it's too much of a coincidence. So, so do you get the vibe that I was, I was looking at? It, like, are they sort of like the the tie fighters are being like, <clears throat> like flung out like some sort of magnetic rail gun sort of system? Like, where they're being mm-hmm. flung out by the ship? Is that what yes. you saw? Yeah, I don't think they turn their engines on yeah. when they're on board. Yeah, they, they, they're thrown out. They're catapulted out, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Basically, that's cool. Yeah. Um, all the way through this, we haven't really mentioned it, but I know you're a, a, a fan of soundtrack music the music is really good in in this story and especially here you know as they're starting to launch and all the way through this you know very tense moment because we don't know what the bloody hell is going to happen do we we don't know that she's just about to drive into the launch bay um no 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 it's terrific action sequence um so slave one buggers off um, I do like the way... Be- I mean, he could just go to hyperspace at any point. His job's yeah. done. Bob's job's done. <laughs> it's all slums, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's, he hangs around to destroy the last of the TIE fighters before he does go. And I, I'm guessing it's, it's a good job he did go because I'm thinking if he had been on board on that bridge when you-know-who comes in at the end, yeah. he's going to go apeshit because it was a Jedi that killed his father, wasn't it? Definitely. Well, well, yeah. So yeah, you see this, you see this guy turn up with a lightsaber. It's like right payback time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, the whole the whole Mandalorian Jedi relationship is still a little bit confusing. I mean, the Mandalorian as and the culture, and even that culture is yeah. a bit confusing because I don't, you know, I, I I know it a little bit from, but I think the Clone Wars and Rebels have gone into it a bit deeper. So it's still. Yeah, a I think bit that's confusing. why they've done it because he's got history with the person who's going to turn up because you know in Empire Strikes Back. That's who he was given sure. the assignment to put into Carbon Freeze, wasn't it? Yeah. He's the one who had the tussle on the, uh, the not very convincing tussle on the uh, on the skiff on the barge <laughs> there, you know. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah, we have the whole um, you know run to the bridge, you know, um, the the four women are off going to the bridge while you know Mando goes off to the brig. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's kind of of a new hope, like when you know Obi Wan goes off on his solo mission. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm assuming this is a deliberate thing. This is an, a, an Avengers thing where you've got the female warriors together. Because when we first find Bo Katan and the other one, there, there's a male Mandalorian as well, yeah. but he yeah. is conveniently he gone him. now. Hasn't he? Did he know? get killed? I can't remember. No, I don't think he got killed. He just got. <laughs> they left him in the pub when they, when uh, Boba Fett picked him up in the pub again. He was in the he was in the in the, in the toilet. All right, okay, all right. Um, he and comes yeah, out like, the, hey guys, guys, guys. Yeah, he's alone on that planet of uh, factories, um, <laughs> drinking it dry. Um, and when the Mandalorian comes out the shuttle, you know, once all the uh, the, the battle's gone, I do like again. You've got that little solo, you know, flute theme yeah. of his. Yeah. Um, and uh, the dark troopers all start waking up. Now, we've both watched the documentary that was released on mm-hmm. Christmas Day on yep. Disney Plus um, about the effects. Absolutely, great. it is Except fantastic. For a certain oh, scene, I would have liked a bit more information about there, Disney. There are a couple of things I do. Yes, I, I would like to have seen 
seeing as you're talking about the special effects, uh, one mm-hmm. of them being, um, I'd like to know the Razor Crest when it blew up. Was mm-hmm. that a proper model that they blew up? Or was that CGI? They never mentioned that. And so it, it was a very good documentary, and it was yeah, nice that they cool. devoted the an hour to it. But, you know, I would like to have seen more of the effects, seeing oh, as it was about absolutely. the effects. Absolutely. You know? It's such a tease. But also, just watching through it, it kind of reminded me, like, oh, man, I'm, that, that was a great episode. Oh, that was cool. Like, it was, it was just, yeah, re-watching all that and just seeing the work involved and you know they, they've got they, they've been so clever with the the use of the big uh, wraparound screen you know they've been yeah you know they, they've made something that looks fantastic and done it in an economical way you know in this modern era I, I, it's ridiculous for people to be you know of all the things in the world that we need to spend money on like giant insanely expensive movies and tv shows are not one of them and so, mm. you know, I've got no problem with them trying to do things smart and on a budget. And, and that was, that's pure George Lucas. That was him from day one. Mm. Mm. Speculation here, Wade. Um, mm. Baby Yoda, right? When he's taken away from the, um, from the uh, temple, you know, and was saved, somebody took him away. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you, do you remember... Um, before COVID started and everything, um, and they were so going to barely. do an Obi Wan series. Do you remember oh, with yeah, Ewan yeah, McGregor? Yeah. And it's it's all been put on the back burner, hasn't it, yeah. for a while? But I remember there was an interview uh, on a TV show, and Ewan McGregor was on it. He was promoting something or other, and he said, "Yeah, I went down there. I I, I went to the volume. This." amazing thing and uh yeah i tried on my outfit and you know it was great wearing it again and and this is before they cancelled you know or put back the obi-wan series and i'm thinking hang on if you've got ewan mcgregor dressed as obi-wan in the volume did they use you know that opportunity is it obi-wan who actually took does that work in the well i mean where where, where is obi-wan during revenge of the sith when just before Luke, no, 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 because he didn't know anything about the attack. He and Yoda find out about Anakin killing all the younglings later. So no, no, all right, scrap he, that. That that doesn't see, work. See, he's does on it? um, he's on the planet with uh, with uh, with the Jorikov with Bruce pilot. Spence. Yeah, yeah. he's off. Yeah. Uh, he's off on Mad Max planet. All right, yeah, no, scrap that then. Scrap that. All right, okay. Bruce, all right, uh, so Jorikopter pilot is in is in Star Wars. That's canon now. I'm going to put him in there. Yes, you do that. But <laughs> in that documentary that we watched I, I was very pleased to see that a lot of the time the dark troopers were on set they were people in costume because i just yeah. assumed they were all just very yeah, good same. cgi same they, they, i mean they, they're entirely costumes and then they've added cg uh, uh like uh, detailing afterwards yeah they so. put all the pistons in yeah. and stuff like that i don't know though with the when you see the big shot i was watching it again this morning um when you see the big shot of them all in that you know bay there's an awful lot of them. I don't know if they would have made that amount of costumes. Maybe the first couple mm. of rows are, yeah. and then the rest are CGI. Oh, they they yeah. move a bit CGI-y when they yeah. turn around, don't they? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I didn't notice. Just talking about that, you know, looking CGI when they turn around. Do you remember that first Phantom Menace trailer? And there was a scene when the um, and I think I'm like I'm sure like when they were compiling the trailer, they thought it was going to be a very impressive. Oh, check this out. You know the scene when the uh, the battle droids uh come get unfolded out of the uh, one of those big brown oh yes. Yeah. landers and it's the same where, and it looked weird and they sort of all turn around at the end I just remember looking at it going oh that was, that was the first time I saw anything about the Phantom Menace I was just like okay maybe this isn't all good mm. 
Yeah, so and maybe, uh, yeah, maybe uh, the animation of the of groups can be a bit tricky. Yes, yeah. Um, some somebody who is fully realized and not CGI, and which was nice to see is we get to see the Death Star droid oh, walking down the corridor. Loved it. Just what? Just those those um classic um you know the 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 this robo speech you know just the way he's just talking on the yotty 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 yeah it's it's just oh, I could listen to that all day long. And it it wasn't necessary, but it's just a little you know that a bit sense. of flavor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And it, like if anything, like because they, they said earlier how like how um you know the the ships operating with a reduced crew like they should be there should be droids left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. Shame we didn't see a mouse droid. That would have been nice to have seen a little mouse droid going along as well. No, definitely. Yeah. All right, so we've got the battle now. We've got the fight between the Mandalorian and one dark trooper, uh, which is basically <laughs> yeah. uh, the Terminator, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He must have such good padding on the inside of his helmet. Because <laughs> I, I, I get that the outside is like, you know, isn't getting broken, but his head's definitely smacking back and forth on the inside of it. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it first time I watched it, but when you watch it again, knowing that that because I was watching, I was looking, I was looking at his helmet and uh, looking for it to start crumpling. Okay, watching yeah. for any dents, but if you look beyond that, yeah, behind him, that that whole bulkhead is going in. You know, he is he's getting the crap knocked out of him, isn't he? It, it truly shows this episode. It really does show that Beskar is like the mithril of, of Star Wars. It, it's like this magical metal. It is handy that he is um, um, equipped with that now, isn't it? Yeah. Both here and when he goes up against the moth. Yeah. Um, the others take the bridge. Um, now, there, there's been, when we've seen Gideon in season two, there's been a female officer who's always reporting to him. And she's there at the beginning. She's the one. He tells her to launch the TIE fighters, and she does. She's conspicuous by her absence in this scene i've looked for her she's not there she's not shot by anyone so I she's thought, not there I, I thought she got shot by fennec shan or maybe no. i have to go rewatch it i thought i thought she was in there and she no, was the I, one that got shot from behind by fennec shan but i don't think the same with hats on and the, the uniforms. yeah and i've seen speculation that you know this this uh this act has been given a, an awful lot of lines and, you know, she's not a throwaway. She's been used again and again. And what is the reason? And I have seen speculation that some people think that she is this character that I've mentioned from Rebels called Sabine Wren. And she's right. actually a double agent. Okay, but no, I don't... <laughs> that's, I, getting, that's getting far too convoluted. It is, it is. And yeah, then if that was the case, then she would be helping uh, Bo-Katan. She knows Bo-Katan, you know. Sure. Um, she's the original owner of the Darksaber. She's the one who gives the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. So yeah, I think I think more would have uh, uh, happened in this very last episode if that Sorry. really was her. I don't want to derail this, but like, so she gave it, because at the end of this, the whole thing is that she can't accept it when it's given it to her. Yeah. Well, really? this okay. is what... I'll let that go, but like... Uh, this is that, what, what what has got the uh, fans sounds, tied up in knots. You can just give dumb. it to somebody. Okay. And you also, know? if they have to have a fight, right here, punch me. Oh, I fell over. It's yours. Like, <laughs> whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I do like it. I mean, when you watch it a second time, it's there right from the beginning when Bo Katan says, Gideon yeah. is mine, leave Gideon oh, yeah. to me. She knows she has to best him in combat if she's going to have it. Like Gideon says, the power isn't in the weapon itself, it's the mythology of the yeah. weapon. If she wants but, to unite her people, she has to earn that thing. It's like but, Excalibur, isn't it? It's the sword she, in the stone moment. You have to be worthy to, to pull it out. So but she gave him so much grief early on for being like part of this, you know, extremist sect of, you know, blinded by dogma. It's, yes, uh, it's like, <laughs> she is doing okay. exactly the same it, thing. It, it's it's just like it's just like you know Yoda, do or do not, and and Obi Wan saying you know, the, 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 there's no extremes, you know, all that. There's so many contradictions. In Star Wars. Where yes, yeah. But I trust them. I trust them. Whatever you know, uh, loophole that has been created here, they'll find their way out of it. it you know, it just right? feels like it felt a little bit like. Uh, they're trying to just set up some future stuff, and uh, yes, and to it, be honest, I'm I'm a little bit. We'll probably talk about it at the end. I'm not that. If this if this show had finished at the end of, and I felt like a purely perfect natural conclusion. Like I, I'm not sure what future stories are going to be as quite as interesting. I mean, there's of course there's Star Wars stuff. There's all sorts of stuff they can do, and I'm sure they'll do a good job. But I'll, I'll, I wasn't. I don't. I'm not. I felt like you've told an awesome story. Like I I don't need you to. Have future Mando, Bo-Katan, Mandalorian drama. I don't know. That's up. But it's Disney. It's Disney. I'm sure we will. You know, if something is successful. We've got got 47 new series coming. So, yeah. Yeah, they'll bleed it dry, won't they? They're they're never going to throw away the opportunity to make money. Yeah. If they're all good. If if they're all good. You know, know, it's all good. Mm. All right. So, yep. Mando, he makes his way to the brig, the door opens, and there's Gideon holding the Darksaber to Baby Yoda. In those tiny little handcuffs. In these tiny little handcuffs. I, I've got I, to get a set of those for my kid. <laughs> now, in part of the appeal for me in season one with Baby Yoda was, number one, just the shock that they would do something like this. But the way he was puppeteered, the way his reactions were, sometimes they were just... Just so unusual and not expected. I mean, I'm thinking especially my favourite Baby Yoda moment is the sipping the bowl of soup, watching the, uh, you know, the fight between um, the two. Um, Here, when we see Baby Yoda, and he hasn't seen the Mando for quite a while, and here's his father figure coming in, I would like that there had been a bit more of a reaction from him. You know, eyes opening a bit wider or or something, you know, um, a, a reaching out, you know, with his hands yeah. or something. But he, he's just like looking at him curious, like he looks at everything yeah. curious. Like, you know, it would have been maybe even like some sort of uh, like a like a force reaction. Like he reaches out and pulls the Mando across the room a little bit like, and, yeah. you know, and then, then, you know, Gideon puts his sword down like, no. Like you know, yeah, yeah. I oh, know it's true. It is true. Uh, the like he 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 was a little bit uh, like well, obviously the circumstances of the story, but he was a little bit um, you know underused in the first half of this for sure. Yes, yeah. What I thought would have been nice, you know, in ET when they take Elliot away from ET and he cries, ET cries, something like that, some yeah. proper emotion. We haven't had any proper proper emotion from Baby Yoda properly. But just some relief or something cross his face rather than this, yeah. oh, he's back sort of thing, yeah. you know? Mm. Hey, Dad. Any- anyway, we've got this whole thing, Gideon saying, Look, you take him, I've got what I want with him, you know, I've, I, I've got his blood, you just yeah. go away, leave the ship, I don't want to see you again. Um, I'm guessing this is 
tying everything together, this is the resurrection of Palpatine, isn't it? This is how That's we got the, Snoke. What it sounds like, I guess. But yeah, maybe, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know... Isn't the, it funny, uh, like, you know, how underwhelming the sequel trilogy was? That, 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 that is, like, you know, in theory, like, the biggest, you know, tie to further Star Wars lore, and it's one of the least interesting parts of the show. Yes. It's like, eh, whatever, who cares? <laughs> yeah, and it's handed to us so, you know, you know underplayed, yeah. and it yeah. should have been a momentous thing. It's like, oh, he's still alive. Yeah, no. Mm. All right, so, yeah, I, I don't think, you know... The Mandalorian actually believes Gideon that he's gonna just let him walk out uh, with what, the kid. What? What? Why did Gideon not let him walk out? Like, if he truly did have the blood, it just like you look back later and it's like, well, did you really think you were gonna? I don't know. You're gonna win one on one. I mean, Gideon's he's basically a bureaucrat. He's like the, he's like a CEO. Like, can you imagine mm. of a company? He's I, like he's. I don't know. He's like, do you truly think you're going to best this man, legendary Mandalorian warrior in, in hand-on-hand hand combat, or, or is just blinded by his, uh, uh, you know, faith in the dark saber? I guess. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I mean, I, I see him as, you know, like a Hannibal Lecter. He's taken everything into account, and you know, he's in this cell with Baby Yoda, but he knows that he's, you know fired off all the whistling birds and stuff like that yeah, he yeah. he must know that you know those dark troopers are going to board back on the ship in a minute sure. so yeah you're right why doesn't he just let him go because he's not going to get to the ship yeah because the dark troopers will be back hmm. but you know but the other side of that we got a pretty cool fight we got a very cool fight and yeah it is Good that he's got his Beskar. That's very handy. Um, I'm I assuming like had the um, the Beskar spear was like you know getting you know red hot where the the dark side was showing like okay it, it can deflect it but it's still being affected by it. And yes, like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that saber, I thought at some point it was going to cut through it and be doing some uh, double uh, doubles half spear fighting. Yeah. No, I like the way you know when they're you know uh, um, fighting and you know the sword is in the wall and he's pushing the Mandalorian yeah. back and cutting a. A, a cut in the wall as well. I mean, this is all really good. And we've just seen, haven't we, on that documentary, uh, old Gideon there, he was throwing himself literally into the action, wasn't he? He was, he was loving it, yeah. I, th I think the most amazing thing I saw in that documentary is that the uh, the stunt double for, I think specifically uh, the, 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 the sword-fighting stunt double for The Mandalorian has these massive dreadlocks. I don't know where he stores them yes. or how he gets them in that helmet. And <laughs> I was thinking that, exactly the same I'm thing. I'm saying that yes. it's a man who used to have a massive head of dreadlocks and like, I couldn't even get them under a hat, let alone inside I, of a helmet. Like, I was gosh, thinking well done, exactly mate. the same. It, they must have been stuffed down his balaclava and down his <laughs> neck or something or other. Oh, there's yeah. a CGI team devoted to eliminating you know, uh, dreadlock leakage. Dreadlock leakage. But no, I was, to you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, man, respect to you, like <laughs> fighting with that inside your helmet. Well done, mate. Uh, all right, and like, like I say, I mean, wh when you've watched the episode one once and you go back and watch it again, it's all been foreshadowed because when Mandalorian bests Gideon, he says this should be interesting, doesn't yeah. he? Because he knows what's going to happen now. He knows he's going to be taken up to the bridge, and now we've got this conflict with Bo-Katan. Because he does. He says, she can't take it. And he's like, you know, just take it. And she's like, nope, she can't. And he's loving it, isn't he? Up on the bridge. Yeah. I, this, that's the part of it. And maybe because I haven't watched, I don't know, the other ones, the, the Rebels and Clone Wars back to front. It felt just a little bit like, this is like a, a political intrigue of no, where where one party does not care. It didn't have any stakes to me. Like, quite, he, he would quite frankly walk away and throw that Darksaber behind him. Like, 
Mm. They, they're kind of they're obviously trying to present it as some sort of big dramatic point, and that that felt I was like, eh, whatever. She's to me, it's just like she's just being a bit weird about it. Mm. Okay. But, yeah, maybe after you've watched Rebels and uh, and, yeah. and and I mean, because I you've got an awful a, lot, you've got to watch the significance Rebels. of it. Like you know, there's like you know how she explained it, but at the same time, it's like you know, <laughs> he, he's quite happy. Like you know, I don't know. Maybe I just don't like people like the general people who'll bite their, their nose off to spite their face. You know, it's just right. like you know, I just that, that does, does not appeal to me. Well, what watch Rebels and then yeah. and then watch it again and see. All right, if, if, if all right, Eric. I'll watch some Star Wars cartoons. You've yeah. got Mando upon Mando action there. I mean, you know, in the season one story where you know it looks like uh, everything's up, and then in they come. This squadron of Mandalorians fly down, yeah. swoop down, all start shooting. That's all happened in Rebels already. You know, yeah. you'd, you'd you'd love it. You know, you're a Mando cool. fan. You'd love it. Cool. All right. So um, the, as I say, the Dark Troopers come back. Um, you know, they start making for the bridge in a very uh, Battlestar Galactica Cylon way, this sure. th- this marching thing. Um, I like how all our heroes get into their hero poses. Their arms must hurt because they they raise their <laughs> th- their weapons up long before those doors are going to open, you know. Aren't their arms tired by the end of that? Uh, uh, definitely. Yeah. And that's when in comes the X-Wing. Yeah. And as soon as now, I saw that, I, I kind of forgot, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be... They sent a message out to the Jedi. And as soon as I saw that, oh... It's Luke Skywalker. It was, no, it so, was never going to be anywhere else. Anyone else. Before, yeah, but before this episode came out, everyone's like, oh, who, who's he got? And, yet, you know, you've got all this speculation about how oh, it's going to make, be Mace Wind, Windu and all these other ones, and it's going to be Luke. Mace um, Windu, gosh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My first thought when, when you see an X-Wing is, oh, it's going to be one of those two guys, the two <laughs> X-Wing <laughs> pilots. Yeah. But when you realize it's only one... Yeah. I turned to my son and I went, that's Luke. Yeah. It's got to be Luke, you know? And I think what does it is when, um, you know, it docks, baby Yoda's ears prick up. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's a Jedi in an X wing. It's got to be Luke. It can't be anybody else. And then you get this fabulous choral music starts. I love the soundtrack on this bit. Um, because, so, all right, we've got an X-Wing and there's a reaction from Baby Yoda. We then see somebody in a hood on the black and white monitor. And it's like, if you don't know that's Luke by now, yeah. you know, there's something wrong with you. Um, then you see that he's got a lightsaber, but it's a black and white monitor, so you don't know the colour of the lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, can so, you see the glove, the gloved right hand by that point? Not at remember. that point, no. Yeah. Because the next thing you see is you've got you do, yes, you cut to him and you do see that there is a green lightsaber and again, you get baby Yoda's reaction and that, yeah, then after that you see that he's got a singular black glove on his right hand and it's like, if anybody doesn't realise that this is Luke, I mean, if they, you if are not a Star Wars fan. Well, if they dropped Mace Window after that, that would have been the, fun, the funniest, cruelest things they would have ever done. I didn't even think about that. Make it out that it is Luke and it's not. <laughs> but in some sense I think they almost played it a little bit too coy when it was so obvious it's like it's like oh, cool and 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 so and this is probably you know we're going to talk about the effect and and for me it's not an entirely successful effect and maybe if that had a shot like 
where they had you first saw Luke's new digital face through one of those monitors. So it, it looks a bit more like like it's like okay, we know Luke's. We don't need to come in and literally go here I am, kaboom, because it almost builds up yeah. too much to that point. And, yes. and, then, and you do get glimpses of his face through there. Um, but yeah, they, I would have. I think that's a, that's a better way to do it. And the same with the. Yeah. Anyway, we'll save it for later on. After we'll talk. All about right. It. All right. So, because yeah, whoever that nice. is, it starts whoever yeah, it decimating the uh, the uh, the dark troopers. Uh, you've got Baby Yoda touching the screen as well. You know, um, suddenly you know his focus isn't on the Mandalorian anymore. It's on yeah. whoever this is on the on the screen there. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a slaughter. He slashes them all down. I've seen people criticizing this this fighting style of that's not Luke's fighting style. And it's like, did you see him fighting Darth Vader when he started, you know, losing it? This is yeah. totally what Luke was doing. Well, I've got to say, first time when I was when I was watching it, but the first because Luke Skywalker is hands down my favorite Star Wars character. And the first time I watched it, as soon as I realized it was him. I was looking at it and straight away I was like, hmm, it doesn't feel like him. That was my first reaction. I was watching going, this is cool, but it didn't feel like him. Like, mm. I'm a bitter I'm a bitter old man who's dead inside, Eric. So, you know, I'm, I'm not capable <laughs> of happiness. All right. Okay. All right. Well, he, he gets to the door. There's one left and he doesn't, you know, slash it with his yeah. lightsaber. He decides to just crush it. My he goes, son... He goes, he goes Gamorrean guard on it. Yes, yeah, but my son maintains that when he when he does crush that robot using the force, there is a bit of Vader's theme in there, and I've okay. listened to it and listened to it. I can't hear it, um, and um, yeah, Baby Yoda at that point, Baby Yoda turns from the monitor and pointedly looks at Mando. You know, he knows that oh, this guy's come for me now. And I um, do like the the communication there, where everyone else is watching it, kind of scared. And, and like, and, he, and when Mando's like, and he he, he so understands what, um, what, what Baby Yoda, we still call him Baby Yoda, Grogu. No, he's Baby Yoda. He's Baby um, Yoda. Always will be. You know, be. He, under, he understands. He's like, no, open the door. Like, like, like he, he understands what's happening and that this is a good thing. Yep. And then, yep, open the door he does and in he comes. Now, yeah. And, that's... and when, he lifts that, when he lifts that hood, uh, I'll say my first thought. My first thought when I saw it was, oh, no. In what way? Oh, no. I, it just looked wrong. That was my first mm. thought. I just, uh, my, like, I wasn't I wasn't sitting there planning a reaction. I was just watching going, okay, here's Luke, here's Luke. And I just went, I literally said out loud, oh, no. It mm. just, it, I just went straight from word go. I just went, oh, yeah. nope. And yeah. then uh, I, I couldn't, the rest of the scene, I, I, I was distracted by that. And then when I've rewatched it since, uh, it's it, you know I've enjoyed it far more. But it was such a build up to seeing my favorite character. In, in I was just like, ah, oh, okay. And I was just I was distracted by the by the effect. And when I rewatch it, it's so bloody good. It really is. The gap between this and the real thing is so small. But that gap is everything. That right. gap is everything. This is it. This is it. Yeah. I mean, right. Okay. Rewind five minutes when the X-Wing boards, right? And it's like, I turn to my son and it's Luke. My voice cracked and I had a tear in my eye, right? <laughs> because, you know, Star Wars has been in my life since it came out. And yeah, Han Solo is the coolest. But Luke has always been a favorite of mine because he's us. He's the 
he's the most emotional of our heroes. He's the most human of ours. And in much the way, same way that I love Christopher Reeve's Superman, he's the one that you look to because he's everything that you want your hero to be, yeah. you know, um, flawed and all, you know, because he is one of us. And here's Luke, Luke Skywalker in Bloody Mandalorian. Yeah. And all the way through, it's like, it's Luke, it's Luke. And I was convinced that they would either have Sebastian Stan and, mm -hmm. and tweak him in some way, or they would de-age Mark Hamill in some way. And I'm 100% well, with you. That's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> You'd have to lose the beard first. But I'm 100% with you, Wade. When that hood goes back, it's like, it's a Tarkin thing. And it completely took me out of it the first yeah. time I watched it. Because, yeah. yes, you know, special effects are my thing. And I'm watching it. And I don't think we will ever, ever get a 100% accurate human face. Because on an instinctive level... We know it's not right. And I've watched this episode quite a few times now. And I tell, I tell you what I think it is. Part of it is you look at it and it's almost like his face is hovering over the body double that they're using. It, it doesn't seem in the image. But the, the, the thing that really fails for me are the eyes. It's always the eyes. The say. eyes don't look right. The eyes are just not real are they the um so there's been a, like the deep fake version of it come out so basically they've taken this and they've done like a like a, a deep like a machine learning where it's taken this and i assume they've gone to uh return the jedi luke and uh done this like you know pretty amazing thing where and it's made it look better and the, and the first thing i noticed when i saw the deep fake version of it was the eyes were so much more vivid yes yes and it's like yeah, that's that's you look, I'm looking at the scene. I'm literally got to pause on my, on my screen where it's Luke coming in. Luke in black with gray doors around him. Gray, 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 gray. His eyes should be popping out of that. Yes. So, but yeah, they don't. The, 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 the eyes, they're definitely, uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They say they're the yeah. windows to the soul. So, yeah, we, we, we on an essential level, we look at that and we go, oh, you're not human and you're weird. Yeah. 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 And, 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 like you say, I totally agree again. You know, you now you know that's coming. You can watch the episode yeah. and it, you, you, yeah. you can forget about it. And it's like, that's Luke Skywalker. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's Return definitely. of the Jedi era Luke Skywalker being yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But the other thing that doesn't quite work for me is Mark Hamill's performance. There's well, something so off with that recording. It, is that him? It's recorded. It, it's not him. It, it sounds. I mean, I, I posted up something on Facebook, but like, yeah, I shouldn't do this. I, and I, I always tell myself, but as soon as I watched, it, I, I went straight on Facebook and just blah, 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 and put up my, my raw thoughts on it. And I, and I think I said something about the the voice sounds like it was recorded for a pinball table because I played quite a lot of computer game pinball tables, and there's a load of Star Wars ones, and they never have the real actors. They have these knockoffs who sound nothing like it. And it sounds like one of those. Oh, see, when you said that. I thought you were talking about the tinniness of it because oh, he sounds well. tinny. Oh, the whole thing sounds weird. It just sounds weird. It's just like, well, and so, so I think definitely the, the slightly dead expression, the voice, um, those combined were just straight away. I was just sitting there watching it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling like I should be watching my all time favorite movie character reappear from the dead, uh, essentially. And it's, 
I wasn't feeling the excitement and you know, I wish I was, I wish I was, but first time watching it, I just felt a bit disappointed. Like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. But second time it's like, you know, on, on our Facebook page, um, old Joachim, he says, and he, he's absolutely right. He says when the CGI is a bit rubbish, but you absolutely don't give a crap because it's Luke motherfucking Skywalker. He's well, absolutely right. If he is you, right. If... But also the first time I watched it, uh, that's true. That's great. I'm so glad people enjoy it. I, I, when I, a lot of people replied to my post when I put it on there kind of assuming that I hated the whole episode. I, I was like, no, I just, I, I didn't, I loved it. I don't think this was the best episode of the second series, but that's more of a, of a mark of the quality of the second series. This is, this is bloody eight, brilliant. This is like nine out of 10, but if they nailed Luke Skywalker, you'd be 10 out of 10. How do you think they could have improved? How could they have got around it? Because I was thinking, well, maybe if he had been a force projection, but a force projection can't collect Baby Yoda. And, if it and was it, a hologram and he had sent R2-D2 and he was there via hologram, that that would take the edge off of it if if, but, if you could put a filter over him. Maybe. Well, it's a bit like, but he comes into this, this you know, well-lit bridge. Like, you know, having him in, in the old days with that, you know, you had to do something similar, like having him framed in a dark, smoky room. Uh, I don't know. I, I what about know, what about if he was in his X-wing outfit with the helmet on, with the orange <laughs> visor down, <laughs> just to, just to try and Maybe. take the the curse off of it a little bit, you know? I, I like that. If he came in, anyway, excuse me one second, and then walks back out the doors and comes back in dressed in his X-wing outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what's good. I, I, I'm glad they did it. The music is exactly right. You know, you've got the yeah. the, the proper theme playing as, yeah. as he's there. Um, yeah. And Luke says that um, Baby Yoda needs the Mandalorian's permission mm -hmm. um, to go. And I, as soon as I saw it, I thought this, and I've seen other people think it as well. And that is that when he says, you know, I'll see you again, and Baby Yoda touches his helmet and he takes his helmet off, it would have had far more impact if this is the first time he had ever done it, that he hadn't done it, you know, yeah, the episode for before. Sure. For sure. Um, so the very first I mean, living it, thing that ever sees his face yeah. since he become a Mandalorian is Baby Yoda. Yeah, I mean, he gave it up for IG-98 or whatever he is, but yeah. Oh, but that don't count because he's, <laughs> he's mechanical. But um, I did like that he actually had shaved off his mustache. I was, I was kind of a bit, when he first took it off, and he had a little trimmed mustache. I was like, why would you have any... Like, yes. like when you do your grooming, a yes. 24/7. He did have the moustache, but it was knocked off by that yeah. dark trooper pummeling his helmet earlier. <laughs> oh wow! It knocked off. If you look carefully, you see a moustache fall out the bottom of the helmet. Uh, that, that's that's a Lucasfilm attention detail right there. There you go. Yes, yeah. Um, and you know, another thing that I would have liked, I I, I would like there have to been more of a reaction from Baby Yoda. Maybe a smile. Maybe if that's the very first time. I guess he is a that... toddler. He is kind of like, you know, he's just kind of like, in some ways he's advanced, but in many ways he is still like a toddler. He's just like, Wah. But yeah. you know what would have been, you know would have been more realistic if he cried, if he got a bit freaked out, like you know. That's when you what I'm saying kid, about yeah, the ET moment. See, like when you take your kid to go see Santa or something, and they're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, Too much. maybe. Um, I, the Mandalorian says, "I'll see you again." Right. Mm -hmm. Why didn't he say to Luke, where are you taking him then? Because I want to see him again. Yeah. Can I see your blue card? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, bloody. Yeah, and, 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 and you could tell and, and how little dialogue uh, Luke has, I think, shows they knew they didn't have a good, uh, they didn't have good audio. And he, he was so he was kind of stilted. And also, there's one slight smile, and that's the best animation on him. Like, uh, you need to get that. There was not much Mark Hamill coming through. You need that that that, that sly humor, that yeah. Mark Hamill humor coming through. Like, not not say- do it, which is easy to do, as Mark Hamill does quite often. But you know, it, it was missing that, and that little smile was my favorite bit. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I mean, you know, out of our heroes, um, you know. Luke is the most emotional and the most human of them. So, you know, he is confronted by Baby Yoda. There should be more of an emotion, but he's so cold. He reminds me of William Shatner in Star Trek The Motion Picture. Is nothing like the the Captain Kirk that we know from the TV show. There's just a coldness and a detachment. Yeah, and that's it. It it, it was the... So... And I think it's the performance of the effect more so. There was an initial reaction when I was watching going, oh, that looks a bit weird. But then when I was kept watching it, it was like, as a performance, it was like, okay, this doesn't feel right. This is not feeling right to me. And um, I, again, I think it's a you know, credit to the show, like how well received this episode has been, or well, that effect has been. People saying, I don't care, I don't care. It's, you know, it's an aid of the story, which is brilliant. That, that's what effects should be doing. But man, you know, uh, Rogue Rogue One got slaughtered. It still did very well, you know, mm-hmm. critically, and you know, it was between Star Wars fans and, and at the box office. But people people ripped the shit out of that Princess Leia at the end. Well, quite rightfully, yep. it looked weird. But um, mm. yeah, yeah. Th- th- this has got a bit of a free pass. And and you know, when I've rewatched it, I don't, I don't. It doesn't bother me too much. Oh, mate, I've got a new, I've got a new beef with this scene today. Go on. R two bloody detours. <laughs> That is that is like did they get did they did their good R two D two get broken? He's so poorly animated. The bit when he leans over to look at at um at, at Baby Yoda, he's like, it's. I thought we'd figured out R two D two by this point. I thought we had no. they had the technology down. He's not. He's he's barely animated. He's not doing. He doesn't feel. Luke feels more like Luke than R two feels like R two, and he's real. Yeah, and also with R2, you know, he has a very basic, very limited repertoire yeah. of, of sound chips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do wonder, you know, I mean, Baby Yoda doesn't want to leave the Mandalorian until R2-D2 comes in, right? And then he goes across to R2-D2. Now, is that because, you know, he's a silver, shiny, rounded thing yeah, and he likes big, silver, shiny, toy. rounded is that so. what it is? I think so, yeah. That's how I read I, it. I don't think there's any sort of memory of it. Because I was thinking about, is it R2-D2 that took him, you know, from the temple? No, I, I mean, yeah, maybe. But I think on the on the basic level, of like, here's a funny, cute toddler scene. You know, gosh, my toddler saw R2-D2 roll in the room. You know, it'd, yeah. would be all over it. I've been to so many conventions where you have the R2-D2 builders club and you know he comes in and no matter what you're dressed up as no matter what you're doing yeah. everybody looks at r2d2 <laughs> don't they <laughs> but, but don't you think i was just i didn't even notice until the second time i was watching it's like oh r2 is just a bit off he's he, he's animated he doesn't really spin around much he doesn't hardly move it's uh it, it feels it feels serious oh maybe this is some deep felony cut it feels like a new hope r2 in some sense like you can... mm. well if he's if he's a new hope r2 how did he get out the x-wing uh well you know well, okay I I'm not getting into it I'm, all right okay I don't all know. right 
So, I mean, th- that's how it ends, you know. He, the force. He, he take... Luke, Luke forces him out. There you go. Yes, all right. Um, yeah, and, and we have a force be with you, and they leave, and they go and to the, the lift. And, and that performance, the force be with you. Like, it's kind of quick and fast, and he's out of there, and it's just a bit like... Yeah. I don't know, like... Yeah. You, know, you can imagine if that was a real Mark Hamill of the time, like this scene would have had, it would have just been different. Like, and I, and I still, you know, I appreciate it for what it is. And, but yeah, it just, I was watching and unfortunately, you know, the, I, I do think the digital, I think, do you think the digital uncanny Valley specifically, I think it's going to get, I think it will get there. And specifically with the, uh, the machine learning, uh, deep fake stuff. I think that stuff, going on is going to become pretty 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 good like it's not there mm. yet but i think so you've seen the youtube video of the the deep fake version of this scene yeah yeah it's, and it's so it much looks, better like i said to you so some, some like, somebody at their desktop <coughs> has done that um and improved on you know what like, disney have done like like and i really do hope disney take the approach like you know like lucas how many versions of of the of the crappy bloody jabba from uh the special edition Star Wars that he go through till he eventually landed on, you know, a slightly less shit version. You know, like, mm. I, I, I really hope Disney go, you know what? Yeah, here you go. We've updated this effect. Like, you know, in this day and yeah. age, you know, please do. Because it's embarrassing when a week later there's something on YouTube that looks... I look at it and go, okay, that looks like Luke Skywalker. Hmm. All right, well, we're just about to talk about Jabba, sort of. But before we do that... That's when it ends, you know, uh, they get in the lift and that's the end. And as I say, I wish there had been more. I mean, old Pedro's acting his heart out. I wish there had been a bit more of an emotional signature to there, a a full stop. I would like it if, you know, baby Yoda, that last time, just before the door closes, he says his name or smiles. I'm not expecting it. Through the through the uh, the little knob he used to play with, it. I threw that over to him. And let him force yes, it. you can have your knob back. <laughs> that would be good if he said that as well. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's that's how the main story uh, ends. Now, did you know about the post-credit sequence? I I, I did somehow. I'm, I can't remember how because I, I avoid like like the internet like a like a play. No, but did you um, watch it? Did, did I you did. watch Someone it on your first meeting? I did. Like so I, I was aware of it on the first watch, so I, I right. can't remember how. But somebody successfully did not spoil me on the the Luke reveal, but did give me a heads up about the uh, uh, the the after credits scene. See, I didn't know it was there, right, on that first watching, but I did see it credits. first watching. They're long credits they, as well. It's yeah. proper credits. Because instead of having the concept art ending you had the full credits and i said to my son oh they're doing this this is the full credits for season two and then we just started talking about what we had just seen not knowing (laughs) it would fade to black and go quiet and then we would see jabba's palace and it's like what (laughs) and yep jabba's palace looked brilliant the throne room looked brilliant they had re completely remade it and you know they had shot it the same way they had lit it the same way all the little extras that were there all the little details were there the people weren't there obviously and uh yeah and there he is old bib on his you know bespoke made throne because of course jabba didn't have that throne did he He was just on cushions because he's too chaffing no and there he is a fat bib um I, I didn't realize, and like, 
just shows my uh, OT, uh, you know, bias. But uh, that that Matthew Wood, who played, did Grievous' voice later on. That he was the original Big Fortune. I didn't know that. And it's it's like such a nice way to wrap it around and bring him back. Yeah, when he looked shit in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, that was Matthew Wood. He looked terrible. They actually oh, showed J- that Jabba on that look, documentary. Jabba didn't look any better, mate. This is the thing. That documentary is it was really good, but every time they showed you something from a film, yeah. you know, like that scene, it's like, oh, ouch. <laughs> you know? yeah. Phantom Menace effects have not uh, dated well. But, yeah, I, I like the way that he survived. I mean, the guys over on Star Wars in character had said that he had survived because in one of the books yeah. there was an escape skiff out the back wasn't there and that's how he survived well i mean who um, didn't bloody survive <laughs> uh, yeah i think jabber was the in the, the one in the end he's the only one who blew up yeah everyone, everyone um, hid behind jabber and he, he he covered the blast yes and uh yeah in comes uh um bobber and his mate and and swiftly is killed now bib fortuna says oh i heard rumors bobber i heard there were rumors um and this is like, you know, five years after Return of the Jedi. So I presume this is the first time Boba Fett has returned to Jabba's palace. Well, well definitely in the armour. I, in don't, know that, in t- that. I ah. def- don't know why it took him so long to go track, get the armour. Like, you know, that's, you know, it doesn't really matter. But like, it, we would no. have heard rumours in the sense that, yeah, there's a sheriff of, uh, what was that, uh, Moss, the, the, the small little town where the, Timothy Olsen yeah. is the, the sheriff. Yeah. Where, you know, there was Boba Fett's armor resurfaced, so he would have heard. But like, that. but like Chris said over on Star Wars in character, you know, when you see Boba, the first time we see properly, and we know it's Boba when he watches, you know, the Mandalorian drive away, yeah. he's you know almost dressed as a Tuscan Raider. So it could yeah. be that Boba has been undercover in Jabba's palace, realized what Bibbs doing, how he's overtaken this crime. Uh, syndicate and yeah. Bob is like right this is going to be mine one day and now he's seen his opportunity what, what, what direction do you think they're going to take that series into well it it's telling isn't it this book of Boba Fett wasn't mentioned wasn't announced by you know Kathleen Kennedy when she and launched think, the 47 new shows and I think it's um, going to be the first one we get yeah well it, yeah this time next year you and I will be doing a uh, an episode yeah. on the book of Boba um I'm, I'm presuming it's like, yeah, it, it's the tale of Boba Fett now. He's now the head of this crime syndicate. And he's going to do something or other. I don't know. I, I've got a feeling they're going to tie them all in. It's going to be like a, a, a Marvel film. Yeah, so you have standalone yeah, things, and every so often, sure. yeah, they come together in like their version of an Avengers that, film. That, definitely, I, I see what you mean because they'll be like the you know the Katie Sackhoff's Mandalorian, you know, trying to reunite the planet. They'll be his. his uh, sort of you know they've rejected him and he says i don't care but he's still a powerful guy and yeah i can yeah. see that i can see bobber being happy there doing that but i I can see old timothy coming back because that's going to fly in the face of what the marshal wants to happen you know yeah. so he's, he's the marshal of his town he, he, he doesn't care what happens the next town over be fine. yeah but if bobber starts encroaching and starts wanting you know um you know payments and stuff like yeah. that and and tributes and stuff nice. like that nice. yeah so it, it, it's setting up very well for the future. I, again, I like the fact that we don't know what the bloody hell is going to be happening in the Star Wars universe next. Um, and but what we've seen is uh, giving me uh, great encouragement. Definitely, I think no, we're no, in very no. good hands. 
And like, you know, people don't feel like we've just whinged about like, you know, the, the Luke effect because, you know, it didn't quite hit the mark, but it's still like the, the show is so good that it's still, this is a nine out of 10 episode and, you know. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, I t- totally agree. It's um, been a, you know, it's been absolutely, you know, so, <laughs> it's going to be such a long wait till the next series of whatever Star Wars we get. And, and yeah. like, you know, do you remember like, it wasn't that long ago the thought of a Star Wars TV series was slightly terrifying, like a live yeah. action series. Like, it was like, oh gosh, what's this going to be like? And it's it's been, gosh, it, it, at the moment, it's 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 where Star Wars is at. It's where Star Wars is at. And, you know, I, I think it's come at a, uh, the absolute right time, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean... Streaming like, I services, everything, absolutely. you know. This I is the time to be doing it. Unfortunately, Eric... Um, and, and Chris Irons and Tim over at Pass the Popcorn, I don't think cinema has nope. the same... Has an, it will, there'll, there'll still be cinema, but it, I think it's definitely not going to be ever nope. again what it was. So nope. I think, uh, you know, the TV series, streaming things, are, that's uh, the future. This is the way, as they say. <laughs> that is, <laughs> this is the way. Yes. A little bit of behind the scenes um, mm-hmm. for today. Um, what I really like... Uh, that we found out in that documentary is uh, Moff Gideon's ship wasn't CGI. It was, you know, a five foot long model that they built. So good on you. Well done. Um, What I've also uh, like, I'll put a link on Facebook, is that what they realized when they started doing the sequels to Star Wars is if you take a blueprint of a Star Destroyer and you CGI a Star Destroyer, it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. And the reason it doesn't look right is every straight line is absolutely straight. Yeah. And if you if you CGI a Star Destroyer and then compare it to one of the studio models they made for A New Hope, it doesn't look right because it's too perfect. All the yeah. lines are perfect. And if you make something, if you hand make something, a, a line is never a, a perfect line. And what they did for the glue, like glue drying, you've got glue globs on there and stuff like that. Yep. You look at like the flying saucer, uh, the, the, the main mothership from close encounters in close up. And yeah, yeah. You've got all these imperfections and stuff. And what I really like about rogue one, what they did for that is when they CGI the star destroyers, they put the imperfections in. Yep. Well, there's a guy on that, um, that documentary when they're talking about the dark troopers and he specifically calls that out. He says, but, but you know, we made these because it, it was just easier. Because if you make something uh, CGI, you have to do twice as much work to put in the imperfections, or it looks fake. Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, at the beginning, when they go to that factory planet, right, and they land because they're going to go to the bar where Bo Katan is. Uh, mm-hmm. That ship that's already on the ground. Oh, that, okay, that with that it sort of tie fightery looking thing with the the wings up. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's Bo Katan's ship. Okay, uh-huh. and and that was debuted in the cartoons. Um, that's so, her ship, I so like it's it. another nod. Yeah, and uh, it it's a Comric class fighter. Okay, and uh, Comric is Mandalorian for Gauntlet. Her ship is called the Gauntlet. So they've gone to the trouble of putting that in. I'm sure, you know, Bo-Katan in her series, one of these new series, that's the ship she's going to be flying sure. around in. She, she's not oh. going to be in a Lambda-class shuttle, right? I can't wait to see uh, Man- Mando's new ship. Wow. See, I, 
I love the fact a load of people, it's like, oh, oh, but the Razor Crest, it's destroyed. Oh, I like that. Oh, and, and, and what's the point of buying a toy or a model? And it's like, but you could say that about any ship that... Uh, <laughs> None you, of them you know, are real. <laughs> none of them are real. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, did you see about, you know, when they go to that bar and you've got Bo-Katan uh, sat there, how they've translated what's actually up on the menu board? No. Yeah. The menu board is all... Oh, yeah. Is I'll it Orabesh? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not, people I'm not have, fluent. All right. Well, some of the food that's uh, up there when you translate it is uh, Haroon bread, Jorgen, Scud pie, oh, Tapato. That's all the time. Like, oh, that'll yes. be a real skink in the skunk, mate. Uh, we got roasted sidi, gala stew, roasted nunna, yeah. um, a shack kebab, um, <laughs> An Endorian tip yip, Andorian? space that's waffles. Those, aren't they those blue Star Trek dudes? No, that's Andorians, not Endorians. Oh, this is this totally is tip different. yip from from Endor. Yes, uh, Endorian, space waffles. Would you believe they've got space waffles for sale I there? Hope so. And and veg meat. <laughs> veg meat. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that sounds um, like a 2000 AD uh, meal. It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah, you said ages ago that yeah bib fortuna's holding the staff yeah uh which his action figure came with <laughs> back in 1983 yeah, that's how like, brilliant is that somebody was given the job obviously we're given the action figure staff yeah <laughs> make a full one of them it's funny because after after the episode i was like oh that's awesome then i had to go because all my star wars figures are just in in like a big tub under the house i had to go check do i have that i went oh yes i do awesome <laughs> my last little fact for you um, my this is my favourite one this is the first live action appearance of Luke Skywalker on TV since the Muppet Show in 1980 <laughs> brilliant I've never, they, I've never seen that Muppet, that Muppet Show episode of either. I'll have to jump on YouTube and check that out they should have just taken the footage from the Muppet Show of Mark Hamill doing that and put it and then just dub over the, the, the lines Oh, they could, they could, and they could have done some deep fakes with uh, Miss Piggy for the Gamorrean guards. Oh, that would have been better than the Gamorreans that we saw. <laughs> yeah, you could tell the uh, the Gamorreans in Jabba's palace as well. Like, so I was watching the uh, the making of the doco today, and they're like, they're talking about in the uh, was, the, was it the first episode when the they would go to that that uh, yes. club and yeah. and there's the skinny Gamorrean guards, and they're like, oh yeah, we we made them skinny because they're warriors, blah blah. They're not like the same ones as in Jabba Jabba's palace. These guys in this episode were the exact same dudes. You can tell they looked too yes. skinny. They looked weird. Ah, oh, come on. Gamorrean guards should be fat. You know, it's ingrained in our head, isn't it? From the action exactly. figures and watching the film over and over again. You can't get a skinny Gamorrean guard. Exactly. You can get a fat bubba. Uh, a bit bibba. I thought bibba was... Um, <laughs> bibba or bobba? Bibba bobba. Well, they, bobba. I mean, they were both Morrison. a bit portly. I, I, bet you, I bet you Disney got a Tamara Morrison, a, a personal trainer at the moment. He's a... Kiwi guys, they they like their fish and chips and their beer, mate. So yeah, he's a uh, he needs to. But I thought that was great. I thought that was absolutely, oh, absolutely. great. You well, know? and that's it. And, well, he's he's a Polynesian guy. He's a Maori. They're, they're big guys. You know, they're not yeah. skinny dudes. They're big, powerful men. So yeah, that's why old Timothy in the Bobber armor looked wrong. You can't have a skinny <laughs> Boba Fett. You can't toothpick neck. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, before we go, Wade, um, out of 10, what do you give for the effects on this all-encompassing, all the effects that you saw in that 45 minutes? Jeez. Uh, I will say eight and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I would I would have probably gone nine and a half, probably. If 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 I if I if I was sat there thinking I'm I'm I am watching Mark Hamill acting, yeah. So uh, yeah, probably would have gone high, but say eight and a half, like yeah, and it was right, fantastic. It's probably my second favorite episode of the series, and mm. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the battles, the space battles, everything, you know, though it's done, the slave one coming up in front of the cockpit and everything, you know, amazing stuff. I was going to give it a nine, but I have to take it back a point because of, you know, the depiction of of Luke. Um, So, yeah, 8.25 that becomes then, okay? Sure, yeah. And, and like, you know, I think, you know, I think some people, I don't know, like, when I have a bit of a whinge about a specific thing, people kind of take that, Sometimes it's me saying, oh, I hate everything. I, you know, I didn't. I just, you know, I specifically, you know, was like, well, I didn't, that, that didn't hit the spot for me. And, you know, I think that, you know, there will, before we know it, we'll be moving on to new things that we'll be watching and we'll leave this in the rearview mirror. But yeah, unfortunately, that was. Uh, well, that's called a personal a red... opinion. I mean, that's yeah, all exactly. it is. That's your opinion. I've expressed my opinion. You know, some people listening might agree, some might not agree. But, uh, you know, it's your opinion. Doesn't mean you, we're right or they're wrong, does it? You know? Um, the worst thing would be, you know, you watch it and you go, yeah, it's all right. And you don't have an opinion because if you don't have an opinion on anything, it obviously hasn't, <laughs> you know, impacted on you, has it? It is it's funny, but because at the end of the day, like, uh, it's like we've got like a fairly uh, well not 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 a specialized view but like you know we've got a very intense view of this this thing and like when i posted like, on my facebook I'm like oh that, that, that those digital effects were a bit rubbish and i had lo- loads of like because most of my friends on facebook had, don't couldn't give less of a toss about star wars and they came back to me and it looked great it looked just like him i was like well they job done disney like you know yeah like, to joe yeah. public it, it looks brilliant so you know who cares if i have a whinge yeah, but again, you know, you're a fan. You you have literally studied Luke Skywalker, you know, virtually all your life, you know. And if something's slightly off, you are going to notice it, and that's and, what and, a lot of people do. And that's that. I, I probably should have mentioned that earlier. I think that's a big part of it as well. It's just that that closeness to the original mm. character is yeah. definitely a factor. And I I, accept, I, I know that I, I get that, but I you know, all I can speak to is my honest reaction. Is you know, and that's that's all I am. I'm, I'm not trying to react for the sake of reacting it's it's just how how i felt well that's what i ask of anybody who comes on this show just what do you think you know that's the yeah. whole point of this show so yeah well and thank you for it wade okay oh you're welcome man. all right okay well, right um well before we go i feel like you're just about to wrap up but i just want to say just thank you to eric uh to you mate just uh uh you know this has been a bit of a bit of a bit of a shithouse year bit of a shit show all around and um you know, I think, I think more than ever, I think podcasts have been such a source of, 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 of connecting, of listening to people, of having the human voice. And you have done a great job. You and Ian on Mad Max and Character absolutely killing it. Um, and have done just, you know, I just, just wanted to say thank you so much for all the work you've done during the year. And um, yeah. No, oh, that's very well, nice done, of you mate. to say. Yeah, no, thank, thank you, Wade. No, um, Sincerely, very man. nice of you to say. I mean, yeah, I'm, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I appreciate the people who, who put out podcasts, but also, you know, creating podcasts and um, thinking things up and subjects and stuff like that is, is good for me because it is a, a positive distraction in a negative time, you know? So yeah. I, I don't mind doing them in the slightest, you know, because I enjoy doing them and I enjoy creating them. Um, so, yeah, 
um, thanks to anybody listening out there. I, <laughs> very nice of you to hear that, Wade. I always no, no, appreciate, and, 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 and it's always good to hear that, you know, people are out there listening. All right. Well, thank you for today. This, I think, will be the last episode of 2020. Wow. Um, Doesn't that sound just like such a sci-fi year, 2020? It does, doesn't it? It does, it does. So let's see what happens with 2021. I've, I said on the Facebook page, is it going to be a New Year's resolution to try and get more effectively speakings out um, throughout the year? So uh, yeah, stay tuned, folks. All right. Awesome.